Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related, science fiction, fantasy, gore, crazy, bizarro, little scene movies, gems in the rough, movies that might not be good, but I like them, and so therefore I'm going to talk about them. And today would be uh, one of those days. Yesterday I talked about movies that I felt were unjustly... uh, criticized and got poor reviews, some poor box office, but were actually very good movies, in my opinion. These movies I'm going to make, what I'm going to be talking about today from a particular filmmaker, I'm not going to make any bones about it. These are not good movies per, per se, for especially for the general movie-going public. However, uh, they hold a special place in my heart, at least some of them do, and uh, this is for the true soft underbelly fans, uh, the movies uh, that um, only a niche group of people could really appreciate and like, and I'm, I'm one of those people. Uh, so today, I'm going to be focusing on a director by the name of Olaf Ittenbach from Germany, born in 1969. I think the guy's about 45 years old, and I've been following his work for, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into that here in a little bit, but I've been following his his work for, for quite a while, and he's mainly known for uh, special effects artists, and I will say this, the guy is amazing uh, at special effects. His special effects are, bar none, some of the grossest things I have ever seen, uh, and, and he's done some, he's worked on some uh, American Hollywood productions, Mainly, though, he is, uh, and he also has acted, he's just, he's in all sorts of, uh, he's just, he's in movies. But uh, where I got to know him was his directing skills, uh, more or less. And so I'm going to get into that uh, as far as, um, oh, how do I say it? Uh, my my memories of how I first was, uh, was introduced to Olaf Eatenbach and then, his subsequent movies. I'm gonna, this is probably going to be a two-parter, um, and I urge you to listen to it. Mainly, uh, you know, I more than likely you're probably not going to like these movies, but uh, when you follow a particular director, special effects artist for long enough, you see how they evolve, and you see it's just kind of cool to follow their filmography. Uh, so um, Olaf Eatenbach was first introduced to me back in. Um, Oh, boy. Uh, I was working at Video Connection in Millersburg, Ohio, at a little video store, rented out VHS movies. And the owner there got... Uh, I was... I'm into all sorts of, of uh, horror stuff, so I had watched the Faces of Death movies, the mock real death things back in the day. And, uh, and you know, at one point I thought that they were real. They turned out to be, for for the most part, not uh, but then there was another series called The Traces of Death, and Dead Alive Productions uh, put them out onto VHS, and then later on to DVD. And those were 100% real. So we're talking about mainly about like news footage that couldn't have that wouldn't have been shown on the nightly news at the time, uh, police footage. But it's you know, 
It's basically an hour and a half of the most horrible crap you can even imagine set to death metal music. Now, there was like the soundtrack is like this horrible death metal music. So it's it's wrong on every level possible. Um, but I digress. So uh, this company that put it out was called Dead Alive Productions, and so I I take this uh, Traces of Death movie home. I'm like this this is going to be terrible, or you know like. This will probably scar me, but okay. And it has one trailer in the beginning of it. And it was this shot on VHS thing called The Burning Moon. And uh, I will never forget the first time I watched that trailer. I'm like, what is this? It was a minute and a half worth of the most vile, horrible stuff I I had ever seen. I had never seen anything like it. I'm like, this is this is insane. Um, it came out in 1997 was when this movie, uh, came out. And, um, I, I, I wasn't used to this, especially like the, the, the VHS quality uh, movies, like the, the do it yourself at home movies. Uh, so I'm like, okay, wait. Well, so I set about finding that movie and to watch that movie. Um, and the traces of death were the traces of death is the traces of death. And even for me on this show, I don't feel comfortable talking about that, uh, that type of movie. Cause it is, uh, if you want to know more about traces of death and stuff like that, do a search online, you can find it. Um, but yeah, those aren't even really movies. Those are just sicko. Yeah. Anyway, burning moon. So, Olaf Eitenbach was the director, and I searched and searched and searched. I, I tried to buy the movie. I couldn't find this thing anywhere. Uh, and then, th- finally, um, the days of DVD-R burning uh, came into play. And this movie was released onto DVD in Germany. And so what I used to do is we would swap DVD-R movies. So we would copy them onto our computers I'm not very proud of it because it was copyright infringement, but um, that was then. This is now. I don't do that, obviously, anymore, and I um, got rid of it and all that good stuff. But um, So I traded a couple of my obscure whatevers for a couple of someone else's obscure whatevers, one of which was The Burning Moon. German language only. Uh, so there was no – there wasn't even uh, – there wasn't even English subtitles the first time I watched this. Uh now, I I watched the trailer um, several times when I had the uh, Traces of Death movie, and and I'm, I just I could not get it out of my mind. I'm like, this is so crazy, this is nuts, and so I finally got to watch the movie in German language only, and I'm like, this this is great. Uh, it's it's uh, so low budget. I, I the budget was seventy thousand. German dollars, and I'm not sure what that would figure in American dollars, and that even seems really high to me, because uh, this thing feels like it was shot for seven thousand dollars, and maybe that maybe that's what it is. I don't know, uh, but every single dollar was put into the most horrible special effects. It's so hardcore. It's so hardcore, and I'm going to get into the storyline here once I. 
finish up my history with this movie. So watched it without subtitles. Well, then it was released in Germany with subtitles, and I got another copy of it on, on DVD-R of that version. And I watched it, and I'm like, ooh, okay, here we go. Now this is better, and I can understand what's going on. At the same time, uh, in that same package of movies, I also got Olaf Eitenbach's first movie, Black Past, which I will get into just shortly as well. That was from 1989, and no subtitles on that one, though. So I watched that one, um, and I, I loved it. Just recently, we're talking like weeks ago, I found out that YouTube has the uh, has Black Past on there in German with English subtitles, so I watched it for the first time with English subtitles, and I, I loved it just as much as I did the first time I watched it. More on that later. So the only way that you can watch that movie currently is you can watch that on YouTube, and um, there are some, some DVDs, but it's all import stuff. This is obscure stuff we're talking about here today, folks. Um, I will say that the Burning Moon does have a DVD release here in the States, finally, from Intervision, which is a great, uh, great uh, studio that is like, uh, how do I say it, puts out the lowest type stuff, uh, stuff like this, that you would not expect to find anywhere. So, um, now it's time to really get into the meat of the movies, uh, Burning Moon and Black Past, and the, these are Eitenbach's first two movies, and these movies, uh, to my knowledge, were shot on VHS or something very similar. After these two, then he got into, I, I know that his next one, Premudos, was 16 millimeter, and then he got up to you know the 35 millimeter, and I, I believe that his latest stuff is shot on digital. Uh, but his first two movies, Burning Moon and Black Past. Okay, I'm going to start with Black Past because that is his first movie. And uh, I've seen it twice. I've seen Burning Moon uh, probably several more times than that. Um, man, I'm looking at the DVD of Burning Moon, and it makes me want to watch it again, like, immediately. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, Black Past. This was uh, 1989, so the, Eatonbach was fairly young, and he's the main star of the movie. He plays Tommy. And uh, I would guess that this guy was, I mean, I guess you do the math. If he was born in 69, um, uh, was he 20, something like that, 20 years old when when he made this movie? And I got to tell you, I am thoroughly impressed that a 20-year-old shooting on pretty much a zero budget. Yeah, here, here it says 2000 DEM. I'm guessing that's... Um, that's that's German currency. So 2000 German currency was for this movie, and uh, it is great. Oh man, it's it's great. Z grade hardcore gore, hardcore homemade. Um, the storyline to this movie, and I don't have I don't have a DVD of this, unfortunately. Uh, I cannot imagine that this will ever be released on Blu-ray or HD because the, the quality was so. The, the equipment that was used was so poor that I can't imagine that uh, that you'll ever see a high-def version of this. Uh, Tommy and his family move into a new place, and in the attic, he finds a box uh, surrounded with chains, and he opens the box, and in the box, he finds a mirror and a diary. And basically, more or less, Black Past is uh, is Olaf's version of, of uh, the Evil Dead in a roundabout way. Uh, it's 
got inventive camera angles, and it, it has uh, oh boy, the the gore is just it's just so hardcore. Uh, and especially for such a low-budget movie. And yeah, it's it's all fake. I mean, it looks so incredibly fake. But it's so much. And it's so nasty. And I, I, it's hard for me to describe unless you actually watch the movie. Uh, and again, I, I would suggest giving it a chance on YouTube for something completely 100% different. Now, there's two of them on YouTube currently. One of them does not have English subtitles, and the other one does have English subtitles. And I, I'm sure that this was shot on VHS. It had, had to have been. Um, at first, you might you might be tempted to turn it off after the first half hour-ish. Stick with it, because when it starts, uh, it is pretty much nonstop. Uh, it just, oh, the most vile bloodshed. I mean, butchery on hand like you've never seen. Um, so it, it's the storyline is almost insignificant. Something about a mirror and a bunch of German non-actors running around uh, finding the most inventive, gruesome ways to off each other. Uh, but for no-budget, do-it-yourself type filmmaking, I suggest checking this, this movie out. Uh, I sure enjoyed it, but... I'm me, and I like this stuff. It's uh, very, 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 very niche type of movie. So, Burning Moon is up next, and we're still dealing with VHS type thing. And I've set the, the stage for what this, you know, the type of movie this is. Uh, I'm going to read the back of my of my VHS now. Um, <clears throat> uh, so it says on the back here, every other sicko horror movie is but glassy-eyed taxidermy above the mantle of The Burning Moon, the cinema cinematic equivalent of humping gravestones after midnight on meth. That's what one, one reviewer said for this movie. So, yay. Uh, okay, when the Germans make a horror movie, says Mr. Beeks of Ain't It Cool News, they make an effing horror movie. In 1997, writer-director, special effects master Olaf Eitenbach changed the face of video horror, force-fed its ripped-out eyeballs to screaming audiences, then used a drill machete and shotgun on its still-twitching torso. Eitenbach himself stars as a uh, degenerate junkie who babysits his young sister with two bedtime stories of the damned. First, an escaped serial killer turns date night into a graphic family massacre. Then a country priest on a rape and murder spree leads to a disturbing, a disturbingly explicit descent into hell. It became the VHS that shocked America. It has been banned in its motherland for nearly 20 years, and it remains perhaps the most violent and depraved shot-on-video saga in history. This is The Burning Moon. There is uh, the uh, that awesome trailer that I remember as a as a teenager watching it's on this dvd as well as a 47 minute making of which is quite good it's just in german but it's kind of cool to see total total do-it-yourself homemade filmmaking at work here uh and this we're talking this is the type of stuff that that my co-host eric marner and i we did back in the mid 90s or mid 2000s where um Got a camera and a tripod and some non-actors. No offense to my actors that were... I mean, there's actually one guy that is currently acting now, so good for him. But this is the type of stuff that we were doing, and this is the type of stuff that this guy cut his chops on. Um, but this is 
an anthology movie in a roundabout way, I suppose you could say. Um, the first story is is good, uh, but it's the second story. That's the reason to watch this thing. Uh, the the quote-unquote descent into hell in this movie is so hardcore. Uh, I'll, it, it's, you know, I'm jaded. I've watched pretty much anything that you can think of that would fall into the the genre, the niche stuff. And this is up there with the hardest stuff I've ever seen, ever. Um, I think because it was shot on video, it actually helps it. He remade, uh, or he reused, not reused, but he revisits this type of setup where they end up in hell in a later movie with a much, much, much bigger budget. And it's it's a very good movie. Uh, and I'll get into that later. But it doesn't have the effect that this does. This The effect of this one is so good. Uh, in my in my opinion, um, so you know I've I've watched this movie several times. Watched it on on uh, DVD now, and even the cover of this thing, you would take a look at the cover of this DVD, and you would run. Let me tell you, it, it's pretty graphic. Um, you can go onto Amazon and just type in the Burning Moon DVD, and uh, it'll come up. Trust me, it's there. It's wow. It's a, a collection of not pretty images. So um, that's The Burning Moon. Uh, th- again, the storylines are almost inconsequential. It's, it's all about the most violent, gruesome bloodshed you can imagine. So I am glad that it's finally available on DVD. And, uh, and I just wish that Black Pass would be uh, more readily available other than YouTube. Because I would like to collect as many Olaf uh, Eatenbach movies as I can. I So far, I've got three Blu-rays from him and then uh, a couple DVDs. I'm, actually, the next DVD I'm going to talk about is his next movie, which uh, it's, it's un- this movie's history is a bit unfortunate. Um, and I might as well get into that now because I've kind of covered everything I can with The Burning Moon. Uh, and that would be Premudos, uh, The Angel of Death, I believe is the subtext on that movie. Uh, and that came out just... Uh, just right after uh, Burning Moon. And the budget was significantly bigger for this one, although by no means was it a big budget, but it was uh, much bigger. Shot on film. You could tell it's shot on film. Yeah, Lord of the Living Dead is the subtext for this movie. Hour and 46 minutes long, and that would be one of its downfalls. Um, it, it, uh, it goes on for a, a bit too long. Uh, okay, so the storyline for Primudos. Uh, Primudos is the first of the fallen angels, even before Lucifer. His goal is to rule the world, the living and the dead. His son should pave the way for him and appears arbitrary throughout human history and is then recognized as some kind of monster. In the present time, a young man living in Germany begins to suffer from visionary flashbacks of the lives he lived in the past as Primudos' son. He remembers how he appeared in the Middle Age when mankind suffered from pestilence and during World War II in Russia. Uh, On his earthly father's birthday, a case containing some strange old book and a yellow potion is found in their garden, which was hidden by some peasant in 1943, who experimented with witchery in order 
to reanimate his deceased wife. When the young man gets in touch with the book and some of the yellow potion, he mutates into a monster and awakens an army of zombies ready to bring back the fallen angel Primudos and to disturb the little birthday party. There you go. That's the storyline. And it's actually fairly ambitious uh, because we do go through the ages uh, and see, you know, like the different different times, different things going on. But uh, it is very ambitious for what it is. And... Um, it's funny because up here it's, it says it's a comedy horror, and it actually is not, which leads me to the DVD release from Shakorama. Uh, I have the DVD of this movie, and uh, um, it is atrocious. The picture quality is bad, but that's not the worst of it. The dubbing on this movie, and it, this actually, this is a U.S. release. It actually has the German language original version. But there's no English subtitles. So if you, unless you speak German, you have to watch the English dubbing. And the English dubbing is pretty much like Mystery Science Theater in the movie. It's so bad that it takes any any seriousness of the movie away. And maybe that's for the best. Maybe that's the only, this is the only version I've seen of this movie is this horribly dubbed version. Uh, and maybe the, if you watch it in German with English subtitles, maybe it's, it's, not near as good. I don't know, but the dubbing is so bad that it takes a really disgusting, gory horror movie like Burning Moon and, and Black Past and turns it into an almost slapstick comedy. Uh, and, and it's it's grating, especially the uh, the fact that the movie runs long. It, it just oh man, it's hearing those voices for that long. The dubbed over voices is atrocious. But this is an Olaf Eitenbach movie, and being as such, it is gore-drenched from beginning to end. Uh, and I, it, it's been a little while since I've seen this movie, and I have a feeling, I could be wrong, I have a feeling that my co-host Eric Marner over on Movie Freaks watched this movie with me. I know that he's watched at least one Olaf Eitenbach movie, and I think that it was Primudos, I think. Um, this is way back when we were both single men and trying to find the grossest stuff out there to watch. And uh, this one here has a running tally of people that they kill in the movie. So it's almost like, I don't want to say a video game, but it almost is to where it, there's this, every time someone dies, the, the, the body count, there's a little counter that goes up on the movie, and uh, which was ingenious, I think, for, for this type of thing. I'm like, okay, that's, that's interesting. That's different. Okay. Um, but again, the the dubbing is so bad, and it's it's so unfortunate, um, because I think that there is a good movie in here, um, but it's it's ruined by this Shakarama version. So uh, anyway, the storyline is cool. Uh, it's you know it's another it's another uh, Olaf Eitenbach movie, and this another the cover of the uh, of the Shakarama version is so stupid and lame. Uh, at least at least his other movies that have been released have relatively cool covers. This one is just pathetic. So, uh, anyway, okay, so that's Primudos. Uh, I'm going to probably end up watching that one again at some time, but I really want to do some searching and see if I can find a better version out there because I'd like to have a better opinion of that movie. So, uh Next up is, and now he does have 17 directing credits, and I've watched, uh, 
from here on out, I've watched one, two, three, four, five, uh, looks like five, maybe six more. So, and I'm going to, uh, I'll do one more episode dealing with the movies that I have seen from him. I haven't seen all of his movies, but I'll, I'll hit on all the ones that I have seen. Legion of the Dead is the next one. And this one here got a, a release. Um, this one did get a release in the States on, uh, I don't want to say Lionsgate, but maybe Lionsgate released this thing. Um, uh, Legion, uh, yeah, Legion of the Dead is what it was called. And unfortunately, the version that was released on on uh, on DVD was Artisan released this movie. It was so heavily cut, um, it, it jettisoned almost all of the uh, all of the gore, and uh, it, it made it almost unwatchable, in my opinion. Um, however, there was unrated versions out there. You just had to know where to look and import and all that good stuff which I uh, I did and so after many years I finally uh, I finally was able to uh, watch the movie uncut uh, there's only a few real truly genuinely uncut versions of the movie um, uh, it says here every single version released on DVD or tape afterwards was missing some of the violence and there's no real uncut version of available other than what was shown at the film festivals. Although I do think that uh, the version that I finally ended up watching was from uh, Austria. I'm not sure how where I got the thing from, but uh, it was. And um, I gotta say, I understand the reasoning for cutting some of the stuff out. Uh, the cut version on Artisan ran, ran a short 80 minutes. And the uncut version, or the most uncut version, runs about not quite 10 minutes longer. Well, they didn't just put in more gore. Uh, they put in more movie, I guess. And this movie does not work. It's broken. And this was a one and done for me. Uh, it was nonsensical. Uh, budget was two, $2,700,000. That's pretty darn good. And the, it's up there on the screen. I mean, it looks good. But uh, it, it was a complete and total mess. Uh, and I'm going to read the summary to you here. Uh, two guys, William and his sidekick, Luke, have just started their trip through the beautiful California desert when they're kidnapped by the notorious Psycho Mike, uh, the Kern River Killer. Securing their escape through hilarious means and the aid of an old friend, they soon stumble into a small desert town where, unbeknownst to them, a mysterious tall blonde man and his sadistic henchmen are killing people to create a legion of the dead. Uh, here's where it gets kind of weird, uh, so to speak. William falls in love with Gina, the beautiful waitress at the local restaurant, and Luke spins out of control hormonally. The restaurant is suddenly attacked by the legion, and the tall blonde man gives an ultimatum to hand over Gina within two hours, or he will personally come in and get her. What is the mysterious secret that Gina and the blonde man share? The clock ticks as the ultimatum draws near. The fight against evil has just begun. What that synopsis does not tell you is that this is a complete ripoff or knockoff, whatever you want to call it, of From Dusk to Dawn, uh, with people being holed up in this small diner and there's these demonic, vampire looking things trying to get in. But there is so much going on that, that takes away from the core plot of the movie. And again, I've only watched it once, uh, but 
man, they're I, like if they would have just included the gruesome violence, and trust me, it's it's a not, it's a Nietenbach movie, so it is splattered with gore. Um, but the story itself, unlike even Premudos had a good storyline, but Burning Moon and Black Past, um, I could follow these movies. This movie here, I'm like, what? What is going on? I don't, I don't get this. Um, so uh, there is one reason to watch the movie, and that is for the the bloodshed on hand. Um, other than that, I, I I cannot imagine that I'm going to be revisiting that movie anytime ever. Uh, so um, that's that movie. And I'm already out of time. Man, this was a fast half hour for me because I love talking about this stuff. Um, again, the, the guy, the special effects on hand are are great. I highly recommend, uh, if you're into special effects, especially low, low, low budget special effects, check out one of his movies because they're really uh, they're really gross. Um, and he's done special effects for the original Blood Rain from Yui Bowl. And it, uh, they were great. They That was probably the best part of the movie was the special effects. Um, uh, he did special effects and for other Yui Bowl movies as well. So, uh, anyway, okay, well, that's going to do it for, uh, part one of my Olaf Eitenbach, uh, two-parter. So tomorrow or, well, whenever I am able to tape the next, uh, the next show, I'm going to get into some of his more recent stuff, which I really, really like. In fact, I just watched one last night and, uh, I'll be hitting on that, uh, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I know that these are extremely niche-type uh, movies I'm talking about here. Uh, but at the very least, it's something to consider watching if you want something as far off the wall different as you can possibly imagine. That's what I'm talking about today and uh, on my next show. So thanks again for listening. Uh, you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com. For any questions, concerns, comments, anything that you want me to watch or stay away from all that good stuff, make sure that you check out uh, my sister show, Movie Freaks, on YouTube and soon to be on iTunes. Uh, my co-host, Eric Marner, and I are doing that show on a weekly basis. And then, of course, our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks talking about... Uh, how about this? Talking about not stuff like I'm talking about on this show. That's that's the best way to describe it. their show is. The opposite of Olaf Eatonbach, that's what they're talking about. So, uh, again, I appreciate you listening. And uh, until next time, I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs>